Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In this pop culture saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. I'm Brian. I don't know if you recognize the sound of my voice. It has been some time. Who are you? I don't know anymore. It doesn't look like Brian listeners. No. Doesn't it? I mean, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how we start every episode with awkward weirdness. But no, we're here to talk. Just the episodes that you're on. No, that's not true. Listen back to some of our other shit. Uh, (laughs) Listen to the last one. Just going to put that out there. No, um. (laughs) Yeah, we're here to talk about pop culture and gay shit, and not about elections and uh, other things. So, we're talking today about Sabrina. Is that what it's called? Sabrina? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Thank you. I, I was like, well, my cousin Sabrina? I knew it wasn't just Sabrina. I mean, the comic's in front of you. I just yeah. read that. You assume that I can read. Hey, look at that. So, um, <laughs> it's good radio. So, no, uh, we got BJ over there. Hey, what's up? We got Eric over here. Howdy. We got Pat over there. Hey, hey. And I'm here. Uh, and uh, You're here, not there. I'm both. Oh. I'm co-located. Are you astral projected? Is this why this last episode wasn't so great? Where? Because this happened. Uh, nobody said it wasn't How great. How dare you, <laughs> No one said it wasn't well, great. you know. Um, I had to listen to it <laughs> twice. I lived it and then listened to it again. Yeah, it was of... phenomenal. All right. Girl talk. <laughs> it was very much girl talk. Uh, one of the listeners messaged me about it and was like, "What the hell?" But I'll, I'll 
It was good, not a bad thing. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it my comment about spitting in somebody's mouth during flu season? <laughs> I caught that one. That, <laughs> that was, was that was good. That was good. <laughs> The long pause after and, and Pat almost falling out of his chair was like. I, I mean, you made that comment a couple times. I mean, that was reiterated. It was, <laughs> it was a, a callback. It was a callback throughout theme. the episode. Yeah. And those episodes are usually weird for our listeners for one reason or one reason only. Because I'm not on them. Uh, no, because <laughs> Eric talks a lot, and people are like, "Eric speaks." That's what Eric's voice sounds why does, like. Why does Jared sound so different? <laughs> oh, jeez. Is he huffing helium the whole time? Oh, oh, that's shady. Is so that is shade tonight. Jared this has a is... deep voice. Does this... he not? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. This is... <laughs> that's still a whole two octaves higher than Jared's voice. Oh, my God. That was great. I'm sorry. All right. So, Sabrina, the chilling witches of no, <laughs> the, ch- the, the adventures... <laughs> Listen, I'm jet lagged as fuck right now. This is great. This is uh, this is not my my A game I'm bringing here right this, now. This is like grandpa mode, Brian, which is like the chilling witches of witch girl. <laughs> you're putting adjectives after nouns. Witchy like, poo. It's like you're speaking a different language. Um, yeah. Well. It's about a haunted cat and a girl that carries it around. Is that really right? No, that's oh. not right at all. So I, did... I mean, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. She, I, do, she does carry him. She's got a haunted pussy. I did read. He's not comic. haunted. That's true. I did read the book. This is based on. It's an Archie comic reboot from what, like three years ago now, and they put out like six issues in that time. I think seven. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's I not. Know, a... I just remember like four years of oral going. When you see Dan, ask him when the next Sabrina's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan. Well, thankfully, Dan's not the reason. Dan's not even involved on this. No, but, I know. I know. But he but, might have. Some... I mean, our longtime listeners will remember anytime we came back from a convention and say that you know we saw Dan Parent, Oral would always go, "Do you ask him when the next Sabrina's coming out?" <laughs> uh, needless to say, this has been an irregularly uh, produced book, but it's really good, and uh, they adapted it into a Netflix series um, that aired very recently and was uh, like two October twenty sixth was, 26th was yep. the. Release date. The so, uh, Friday before Halloween. So that uh, that happened. And how many episodes is it? Ten. Ten episodes. Ten, Part ten, one is ten episodes. Ten hour long. Yeah, roughly okay. an hour. Yeah. That's how Netflix does. It's one might be fifty three minutes. One might be an hour four. It's yeah. Averages to about an hour per episode. I speak out of ignorance because I have not seen this at all. I want to, and I'm very excited about hearing what you guys think. But uh, I have read the comic, and I'm interested to see how uh, similar. The material is because the comic was well, well, not well known, but it was a um, quite a departure from previous uh, iterations of Sabrina. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sabrina was this little teenage witch in the Archie universe, and they made a TV show about her, what, in the 90s, I guess? Yep. 96? Melissa Joan Hart, Carolyn Ray. Yep. And, I mean, very well known, I think, for the TV show more than even the comic. Did it, oh, did yeah. It, and didn't the TV show do that thing that all TV shows do once they kind of start losing their relevance? The they shark? Went, they went to college? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, she but, went to high school. Yeah. And, I mean, when you have a show, any show, where you deal with school, you eventually get to a point where they can't be in school for 14 <laughs> Except seasons. Except for South Park, which has done it for the like. Simpsons. No, South Park, they're, they actually, I think they're in like sixth grade now. Uh, they're moving up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it depends. Cartoons and whatnot. When you have actual but actors and aging, you have characters, yeah. you can't be in the same place for, for that long. I mean, like Glee did it. Like, you eventually have to move on. But you're right. It did, I think, the first four years, it was on ABC. 
It was uh, at TGIF. Yeah, it was part of the part of their lineup. Which I think they're bringing back. They're trying to bring back TGIF. Yeah, they're, they're bringing it back, and it's supposed to have. I think the, that's the new night for um, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, is it? That yep. makes sense. Interesting. So, uh, you guys have all seen it, the yeah. Netflix show, yes. and you've, I think, all seen the original Sabrina TV show from the nineties. Yeah, uh, yep. of course. Okay, of course. Salem and was my spirit animal for, for so Satan's long. For sake, Brian. Listen. Praise Satan. I am very excited about one thing about this uh, show. Uh, Michelle Gomez, aka Missy from Doctor Who, perfect is is what S- Miss Satan, um, Madam, Madam, Madam Satan. Madam Satan. And in the comics, she's creepy as fuck with those skull eyes and all that shit. So uh, that's what I'm interested oh, in hearing about. Oh, is that about. who that is? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just read the first book today, <laughs> and it's one issue, and they just show her on the last page. I don't know who she is. <laughs> and again, the comic, not exactly where the show was going well, with everything. The comic is set in the original period where she's like in the 50s, I The think? 60s. Yeah. And then the, the reboot show is, or the, the nude show on Netflix is what? Just modern? Yeah, it's modern time. Yeah. So, like, part of what makes the comic really cool is it's a period piece. But, yeah. so, again, all that being but said. But you need this to be in line with yeah. Riverdale, so they're like, Well, I didn't we're realize gonna... that was a thing, and then you, I think you said that it's like they reference Riverdale. Yeah, no, they, they mentioned it, but that was one of the big things was when it was first announced was the talk about a crossover between Riverdale and Sabrina, and they were, and it was a that was when the CW was going to pick this up. Right now, I think they're still talking about it, but it's tough to do that unless you're going to drop the entire series because Netflix drops an entire series in one shot. Yeah, Riverdale's a weekly show on cable television See, it, or network television. I it should wouldn't say. be a crossover week to week. It would have to be like a special. Well, thing. yeah, but what I'm saying the the point is that when you have a crossover. It's usually timing that well, you need to what, deal with. To so yeah. yeah, you would need to either drop Riverdale, have that episode go first, and then drop Sabrina again, on Netflix. Or, you don't have but it's to, still weird. I don't think you have to do them both ways. I think this could be a, a case where the Archie people go and do a thing in Sabrina, or yeah, Sabrina shows up of, on a random thing, like like they did with Constantine after he did his show. Yeah, kind of like how they yeah. did with the Flash and Supergirl. Like it was, he just kind of showed up in Supergirl. And it really wasn't even referenced in the Flash, other than he was, you know, I uh, was practicing right. uh, building a so speed a up. one directional crossover, yeah, a one way crossover. Or you so, just, or you have a you have a character from Riverdale just take a trip out there for. It's firmly said in the River, Riverdale verse, which is again the new modern Archie. But um, more to the point, what did you guys think? I think that it it looks very good. I like the the design of everything from the. House mortuary. Um, ah, the school is a little lacking, but schools are pretty samey across the board. Um, but the the forest, the town, it, it's all good and sufficiently creepy. Okay, yeah. so you liked it over. Yeah, I liked it. Overall. Okay, BJ, yeah. what about you? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think I was expecting a lot softer, actually, on the horror. I was expecting the whole idea, like they had the traditional witch angle, like. So, like writing your name in the book of the beast which is like an old kind of american folk tale version of what a witch is the setting was pretty much perfect for me the writing was a little bit stop and go like it was real quick in some spots so it was a little bit inconsistent but for the character development they were trying to do in 10 episodes and they do have quite a bit of characters um i enjoyed it special effects are actually pretty damn good and i wasn't expecting them to be anywhere near that good I was I wasn't expecting like the way when she gets her familiar, which is Salem. I wasn't expecting to look like fucking Slenderman, but like actually <laughs> scary. Like 
I, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's what that is. Um, but no, um, the and uh, the characters were perfect. Like every, I don't think there was a single character that I think was written badly or was, or was I didn't like. Like every single character had the had kind of their part to play in the overall story, and it was they everybody fit really well where they were. Now, so both of you overall liked it, Pat? Did you not? I liked it. I just when it dropped on Netflix, my Facebook feed was filled with overwhelming praise of how amazing this show was and i liked it but i didn't feel like it was a 10 out of 10 or a 12 out of 10 good pupper you know like (laughs) i just it it was good i had um i had a lot of flashbacks to melissa joan hart and caroline ray and it made me sad because i'm like these aren't my sabrina no and uh who was she she was hilda right no zelda Wait, which one? Caroline Ray was Hilda. She was Hilda. Yeah, she okay. was Hilda. Um, I can never keep them straight. Um, uh, like it, it, it was weird. Like I didn't read the comic. Um, they just reprinted issue number one. Now that the success of the Netflix show is uh seen in the world, Archie Comics is like, hey, we could put these back out again and make some more money off of them. And who knows? Maybe they'll actually write some more comics in well, a timely fashion. I think one of the things that um may have caused the delay in the comic is the guy. Robert Aguera Sacasa, he is actually, I think, the writer on Riverdale and Sabrina. So, like, this is a case where I, I have to double check this, but the writers from the comic took on a bigger and more active role in the development of the series. So, I mean, which is and that's that delayed, the but Afterlife with Archie as well, I believe. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, um, so okay, so overall, so I liked it. I, th- I thought it was good expectation management. Really. Yeah, and yeah. there were a couple things that that. I did not love in the first couple of episodes. They do this weird, like RuPaul season one filter around the edge in certain yeah. scenes. And I could not stand it oh, because it was just random. The, um, no, I think those were every time it was like, it was kind of like where it was kind of crossing into supernatural territory. Like I noticed it was really heavy every time they would kind of go to the school. Um, or they go to the, ch- anything that happened with the church of the night or when she was summoning the weird sisters. Yeah, but like, when she wants that... to go talk to the principal at one point. That is the one I didn't understand. Yeah, like, it, it, there were times where it was just kind of like, if there is a specific reason for it, I, then I get it. You know, like, I, I could understand. And I and I noticed it dropped off for a bit. Yeah. Like, it, oh, no. It didn't right appear again. Like, halfway through the, the series, it was like, eh, we've done, we've done as much as we yeah. could with this, and we're not going to do it. Maybe it's different directors. Maybe it's yeah. a different direction on that. And they probably understand at that point, we get it. There's a duality going on with the main character. So now you don't actually have to have a physical identifier for it. You yeah. know that she is belongs to both of these worlds. Yeah. And I did not love her getting her familiar that way. And now reading the first issue of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the comic, I'm now even more upset because she didn't cast a spell to get her, you know, for a familiar to come to her. Her aunts gave her Salem. And he talks. He talks in the comic, but he doesn't talk in the in the show. Yeah, he I mean, does. I mean, just flipping through, it seems like Salem in the comic is a lot closer to Salem in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes. Versus the whole idea of what familiars are in the TV show. Absolutely. And but that's th- and that's also the thing is that, from what I can tell with the TV show, it was like the, it was the end where Wardwell's familiar. You actually heard his voice. And I wonder if that's something they're going to play off of, because now that she's 
well, I mean, done the thing. Now will now will we be able to hear him? That she's like, you know. Well, I mean, Salem did talk to her. Yes. Before he turned into the cat. Well, but even as the cat, he talked yeah. to them. He talked to them she, all. She was, yeah, she but was, he no, meowed no, no. at them. She would respond. Yeah. yeah. She would be like, I yes, mean, I know would, it's dangerous. Like a- Ambrose also. It wasn't just Sabrina. Like, yeah. Salem would meow, and they would talk back to him as if he was actually speaking to them. They were C-3PO-ing or R2-D2-ing. Kind yeah, of. kind of. Yeah. It, it just it made me miss having, and especially after reading the comic, the first issue, it made me miss having a sassy, you know, cat in in the house. And then I was like, well, maybe Ambrose is that. That uh, a- Ambrose filled that void, but Ambrose is in there too. I love Ambrose. Ambrose is in the comic as well, so it's not like who they... is Ambrose? I just don't know. Um, don't cousin. Oh, he was the cousin. So like it, it has some correlations to the book, but seeing like things that they could have potentially done, it was kind of like all right. The two issues that I kind of had mostly with it, and it's because it's being touted as so progressive because they form Wicca. You know, as this club to um, four girls and to protect girls. And you have the character of Susie, who is alluded to as a trans character. I think she's actually genderqueer. Okay. Be- because, or, when, or, yeah, they're just, just non binary. Very non binary. And when, pe- uh, and in fact, there's a couple characters that actually just misidentify her biologically, and well, she doesn't seem no. to blink an eye. No, no, no. There's a reason why I think that she was trans. Was because when they went to see, was it Roz's grandmother? Yes. The one that, who was blind? Mm-hmm. She called him a boy. Yeah. And that was the point where he, like, or where Susie was, like, at the most comfortable and kind of was like, okay, like, you know, don't correct her. Like, because she saw who Susie was. Who truly is. Well, also, her aunt Dorothea also called her a boy. A brave little boy. Yes. So you have these things, but only, like, you have to get into like the later episodes before that stuff really kind of pushes forward where it's alluded to at the beginning because of the whole they you know they wanted me to pull my shirt up and blah blah like all these things that where this abuse from the football players comes in early like i feel like that like there should have been a stronger like if you were going to make that a, a point to push that's the and that's where i said that the the writing was like it would it would kind of start and then it would rush something, and then it would start. So it was just that the writing was a little bit inconsistent in yeah. those in those character development spots, especially with the high school characters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm wondering if they're gonna they're gonna kind of push that more in season two. No, we'll see. And I mean, you never know with season one because you're writing this and you have to try to get to a point, and you never know if you're gonna get another season or how long you're gonna be able to to run a show. Yeah. Um. The other point that came up, and I thought about it, and when I was uh with my friend Jason the other day. He had brought it up because we started talking about this. The cave, when Sabrina summons the Weird Sisters to come and uh, teach them a lesson, is to have them stop messing with Susie. Oh yeah. The fact that, like, you know, there's, you know, the whole teen orgy, which was a bit weird, um, but whatever, it is <laughs> which what it one? is. It's the Weird Sisters. Well, well, oh yeah. <laughs> no, the 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 glamour yeah. teen orgy, not yeah, the other yeah. teen oh, orgy. That was great when they like kind of come to and start taking the pictures and it's the boys making out with each other, the whole fact of like the worst thing that you can do is be gay. Like you have on one hand, you're trying to push like support for a trans character, but then at the same time you're going, Oh, boys kissing boys is bad. And it's just like, there could have been any other way. Like had they cut that part of it out and just had the weird sisters do the second half of the, the torture 
I'd have been okay with that. But it's like now you you have this where, you know, and I like the fact that it came back around and Hilda, you know, yeah, kind of um, pokes that bear at, she, with one of the football players uh-huh. and when they're uh, being pricks to Susie again later in the the series. But it just it was it felt lazy and it felt like a lazy trope to go back to for that to be how they would not be you know like how that that would make them want to not mess with Susie anymore. Well, I think it's a contrast with maybe their own masculinity i mean i haven't seen this but like instead of it being like ew that's bad it's I, to them it's torture because to them it's so no i know yeah. well, that's exactly what it is yeah. but but i know what it's you're 2018 in a I, yeah. show that's pushing progressive like tolerance and things to defend people right, right. Well, but so you're going to defend women and trans women but being gay is a bad thing like I, I'm, I'm just but only bad to them, not to everyone else. I, so what? So you know what, what I mean. So what they're but really, it's, but it's the audience that's yeah. seeing this. But that's what, the problem. So what they, what, what they were actually trying to go for, I don't think is either one of those. I think they were trying to go for the fact that because they're men, they're easily manipulated by arbitrary things like that. Mm-hmm. It just came off as the way, as like a trope. No, and I, I get yeah. that. And boys are horny. Boys, like, you know, you can get them to do these Sensitive things. Sensitive about, like, their image and stuff like that. But it's still a matter of they have these Polaroids, which, I mean, now I guess it's hipster thing to get a Polaroid camera. Yeah. Uh, goddamn, my childhood. Uh, but <laughs> I feel so old. But for them to then have these pictures and be like, well, we're going to show the school. You guys make it out. If you if you fuck with Susie again, like it just yeah, it could have been done a little I, yeah, bit better. There is yeah, there's definitely a way they could have they could have put unfortunate pushed. because Robert is a gay writer and he's actually done comics. He worked for Prism. He did work for Prism Comics. Like well, no, and, but that's not to say creator. that he wrote everything. No, you're because right. you you have a writer's runner. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, so, of course. you know, so, so. it could have been anything, but because the because the rest of the season does a really good job yeah. of showing how women, kind of, especially with Miss Wardrell. Like the she is the master of manipulation and shows how she manipulates men and women and and kids. Is that is that Madam Satan? That is Madam Satan. So Mr. I, I want to get to the important part to me at least. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com acast. 
and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How was uh, Michelle Gomez? Was she amazing? Because I'm sure she was amazing. Yes, she was amazing. She was on point. Her American accent is convincing because that's always a problem. Um, It's weird. It's not like a... It's not your traditional like newscaster like Midwest Middle America, yeah. Yeah, the the Midwest accent that they teach um, anchors and and people that are going to be on TV and radio. It, but it didn't need to be. Yeah, like she had because I mean, well, first off, they're in like the the Massachusetts area, so you can get away with having a little bit different of an accent. But it, she plays two different characters. The first episode is where you actually meet her human character that she plays and then it changes because then she's killed and you know madam satan takes over and her oh, yes, yes, as yes. this teacher at the school to be able to try to manipulate sabrina um it was it was weird but it worked for her and like the the whole visage and the character of it it, it yeah because i didn't even at one point i wasn't even paying attention to her accent at all like yeah. i just i was just more interested in the shit she was up to did she have the skull eyes did they do that they they didn't. I. I'll have to go back and look at the last episode. You don't see her true face till uh-huh. the last episode. Okay. But it's pretty reminiscent of how it was in the comic. It's kind of desiccated looking creature. Yeah. Show. Skull. Yeah. Rotting flesh, kind of. So okay. So it sounds like this is a. Uh, I mean, even if it was a little overhyped, let's say by people on social media, it sounds like they did a pretty good job. Yeah. No, it was good. I just I had some people that were were touting it as. Like the successor to Buffy. No, it's definitely not that. As like, you know, the girl empowerment and like, you know, a supernatural like creature fight. And I, I almost like, I almost kind of wanted more creature of the week in some of the episodes because you only really fight like one or two like evil like creatures. Creatures. Yeah. Most of the time it's just kind of, it's people. That nightmare demon though. That episode that oh. that made me think of Buffy. Yeah, bad, that was bad bait, that was bad very bait, much that was a Buffy. Bad episode. bait was very much a Buffy episode, but I kind of I actually it was a nice break. It was it was it that was probably one of my favorite episodes because it was so like it was bizarre, Buffy, supernatural. Yeah, it, and they kind of and that and that was the thing is is they've been kind of they build the world because here's the thing is you've got the Dark Lord, Satan, the Devil, whatever, Hail but, Satan, El Satan, but like. They make it very, very clear and apparent that they're like, no, no, no. There's other worse things out there than just the devil, like just the devil. Well, maybe not worse, well, but I mean, just as bad. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, but just as like even more powerful, like the yeah. Grim Reaper, yeah, the Grim Reaper, the soul, the soul eater, whatever those fucking creepy bird things are that are the in the uh, Um, but then there was like, then there's apparently like a king of that realm. Like they've ex- yeah. they kind of they kind of touch on expanding like the actual verse part of it. And I like that because I would like them to kind of, because they didn't really show any of them. You heard one, um, but like they've mentioned one or two of them twice. So I'm like, it would be interesting if they actually had a visual. Could you get all sorts of pictures of of goat goat Satan? Uh, that they're being sued over. Why oh, they, are they really being sued over? Yes, the Church of Satan really? has sued them. Yeah, for that statue. For the oh, the statue ba- at Baphomet. The sh- yeah. yeah. Uh, because. That is a trademarked design of Baphomet uh-huh. that the Church of Satan copyrighted and was used in down to almost the exact like T oh, wow. in the show. Yeah, with the two kids in front yeah. of him. Yeah, the kids I think are slightly like askew, like they're not 
as but Baphomet yeah. himself, like yeah, that's straight up. When I saw it, I was like, "That's the statue they put in the courthouse." Yeah, and I then I read the article, and they were like, "The Church of Satan is suing uh, Netflix because nobody asked them for permission to use it in the show." So Baphomet oh. may look a little different in season two. <laughs> they have to recast them. I also like how they presented the church. The church, honestly, to me, felt pretty much just like any other church. Like, it was pretty much like, you're going to follow these rules. Why? Don't ask questions. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. This feels way too similar. Organized religion in any, like, show from someone who's subversive is going to feel like that. You and know? it, it, and it, um, and I like the contrast between the aunts because you have one that's super devout and then you have one that's just like, eh. Well, if anything, I think Hilda was the closest to the equivalent character from Serena the Teenage Witch. She did give me very much Caroline Ray. Yes. Yeah. I a, li- a little bit a little bit sweeter, but yeah. Yeah, a little less sassy. A little less sassy. But, but she uh, she has her moments. Zelda, I like I liked Zelda most of the time. But there were times where I felt like she was and I again, not having read the comic beforehand, maybe they're not being portrayed or you know, I'm I'm only going by the the Teenage Witch series. It, it just felt like Zelda was a little too harsh sometimes. The comic they kind of they kind of portray a little bit more of a united front, Mm. but in um I know like especially with Afterlife of Archie when she royally fucks up they you know they have no problem shunting her ass into limbo to be like (laughs) well nope you you are in detention for like five million years um but this one I I actually really like Zelda because Zelda out of all the characters has one of the most more interesting at least to me more interesting character arcs. Because she kind of she goes from borderline zealot to kind of like this is the thing that I've dedicated my life to. It's kind of shit, but it's the thing I have. But then she, you know, pulls some massive shit at the end of the season that you're like, I, uh, and and all the different times where she, you know, she berates Sabrina for being for being essentially not what she's supposed to, what she thinks she's supposed to be, but. There are other times where she's very defensive of Sabrina, and that increases as the um, as the season goes on. And I like that because the both the aunts are starting to kind of level out. Well, I think with Zelda, it's not so much a question of faith overall. I think it's a question of where she's putting her faith, and she was putting it so much into Father Blackwood, and so I think he let her down. Not necessarily the church let her down. Yeah, he, he let her down all his dick, which I think that's certainly my least favorite character. Oh yeah, of the season, and not just because he's supposed to be the greasy slime ball. I think I don't know just the way the actor portrayed the part. I just didn't. You did what you were supposed to do. Not I, like him. Well, I, like, I, like... well, I mean, you could have a character you're supposed to hate, but I mean, still done well. Yeah, Miss Wardwell. Yeah, like Miss Wardrell was was done very well, and you're not really supposed to like her, but I kind of love her. <laughs> and Father Blackwell, Father Blackwell to me, just he's he's corrupt preacher man. Like he has the church, he's got the power, but he has his own agenda, and you really don't find out specifically what that is till the end of the season. Like how Ambrose kind of gets mixed up in it, which I love Am- the look on Ambrose's face at the end of the season of oh fuck, what did I just do? Like, everybody gets their marching orders from the Dark Lord at the beginning of the season, but 
only the like you have Miss Worldwell, who's actually truly devout to the Dark Lord, and then you have Father Blackwood, who's devout quote in quotations to the Dark Lord, but is very much about his own shit. So you've got kind of two sides of that bad guy coin floating around. Yeah, and you never one hundred percent know what he's actually like when he says that. Oh, the Dark Lord told me to do this. You never a hundred percent know if that's actually legit. In uh-huh. a in a series where they literally do summon Satan, and you know Satan rolls up for dinner, so you know it, it's interesting to see how they they kind of roll with that. Yeah, and I'm a little sad that they didn't. I mean, I'm I'm assuming we'll get more of it in season two, but the potential um, warlock hunter, the the boy that was killed, and then yeah, we, uh, his boyfriend who starts uh, dry humping uh, Ambrose. Oh, they ain't dry humping. Well, that's some raw dog shit right there. <laughs> I mean, everything we saw was, you know, some dry humping. I mean, and, and tops to Ambrose for his for bisexual Ambrose. I'm down. He's he is down. To they play. all were. Like, it, it was just like it was. Whoever's got a hold. Oh, and we're not even mentioning um Nick Nick Scratch. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about him. But but the, uh, that was the one thing is he's one of the characters where you're thinking like, okay, he's got an agenda. But when he pulls Sabrina aside and it's just like you really love somebody and he's like witches can lust and hate and do whatever they want for days he's like but love is something that's really weird and rare in us and you know especially when he meets harvey like i really want a bromance between the two of them because i kind of like the whole like harvey's not hating on him because he's like are you into sabrina and he's like no because she loves you you idiot like i feel like that's going to be a very antagonistic bromance where they'll they'll squabble and they'll fight but they'll you know have that like i got your back bro yeah and at the end and at the end of the day nick wasn't it didn't seem completely on board with with uh sabrina's stuff oh, you mean you mean the start of the craft yeah at the, start, yeah. <laughs> the start of the craft he was he he didn't seem particularly excited or happy about it so i'm actually very excited to kind of see that character get developed more and as is Luke. I mean, I Luke Luke was sassy and and the quick witted, but I'm very interested to see Luke and Nick get a little bit more character development as well. I just wanted um, how soon is now to start playing uh. <laughs> when Sabrina and the Weird Sisters started walking out with their slick back hair and their their fucking chokers. Oh yeah, and, it uh, really was the cover of the craft. So that actually, they said that was a actually that was a one hundred percent reference to the craft. Sure, and of course it was. Her, her outfit is yeah. from Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, uh, okay. and one of them was yeah. from Carrie as well. Yes, yeah. No. So I mean, they definitely are smart in the world of horror, and they, they make those references. Actually, I think that was her um, her dress for the black back t- baptism before uh, it got turned black. Yeah, I think that was actually Carrie. Yeah, Carrie's like prom dress. It kind of looked. Yeah. Very, it was very white. I saw the picture online. Yeah, it's totally Carrie. So, so yeah. overall, positive. If you haven't watched the show, I think that there's ample reason to go check it for out. For sure. Yeah, it's a, a good modern sort of gender queer and. Uh, Pro gay, I don't know. Pro everything uh, at this point. Pro everything. Pro holes. Um, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> For Satan's sake. For trans and it's sort of transgressive, and I think that's also part of what makes the comic and the TV show in this sort of age of ridiculous uh, throwback to uh, when America was great and all. Uh, it's nice to have a show that goes, yeah, no, fuck you. We're gonna do our thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad it's out there. I intend to watch it. So uh, I hope. If you all enjoy it and you want to tell us what you think, of course, you know you can find us on all of the social media. If you go to flamewatchshow.com, 
There is a whole litany of chicklets down at the bottom that get you to all of our social media presences. And if you haven't watched it, they had the original cast, or at least four of the original cast from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, watch it and react to Ooh. The Chilling Adventures yeah. of Sabrina. You have uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Nate Reichert, who played Harvey. He hot now. Yeah, not mad about it. He had a fuck. And uh, then you had Caroline Ray, and I can't remember her name. Zelda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just changing her name to Zelda. Yep. But yeah, they, they watch it in pairs and, and react to it, and it's really kind of cute to it's, watch. It's adorable. This yeah. is our Sabrina. <laughs> so yeah if you enjoyed it uh you can go to patreon.com uh, slash nerdy show and share some uh, of your love with us uh earmark it for us help us stay in the lifestyle to which we have become accustomed i'm telling you oh what was the idea i had oh uh, i talked <gasps> i talked to spike album. i talked to yeah. spike he's in <laughs> he thinks it is a great idea Talking about doing a, sp- a spoken word album with eric but oh my god but but only if you're a patreon Oh. This will happen if you if you help earmark some money on Patreon, but it's only songs with bass lyrics. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the that's the twist. It's what not lyrics? just Shatner like it's Shatner doing really fast songs. Oh. Like the like super bass. Suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. <laughs> if you're Rin Tin Tin or Anne Boleyn, make a desperate move or else you'll win. And then begin to see what you're doing to me. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go online right now and sign up and subscribe and pay money. We need to do this. As Eric. well as a calendar. Eric, demand well, a calendar. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash nerdy show and just let us know. Let them know Flame On sent you. And again, all the social media is usually Flame On Show or Flame On Podcast, depending on which platform you're looking at. Uh, we'll back. We'll be back in two weeks uh, with some more fun stuff. Full cast, fullish cast. Hopefully, fuller than the last half cast. Girl talk. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. See you all later. Praise Satan. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.